Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Friday, everybody. It's almost the weekend. Welcome into Old School 93.7 The Ticket. Did you miss me? It's Rico, and I'm back. Another long day incoming for me. But I've got Jay Foreman for the first two hours. Again, here on Old School on 93.7 The Ticket. You guys, join in. Keep us company. 402-464-5685. Hanum Lincoln Hotline. Sorry, Heyman. Text line. And the Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Join us. Have some fun with us. Laugh. Talk about, you know, whatever we decide to talk about. Mr. J. Foreman, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. It's, uh, you know, uh, been up early watching the British Open, and then I went out and uh, got a little flat flat tire. So just been, oh, no. if I got to do about face, you know, they got to call you 15 times to make sure they're going to charge you enormous <laughs> amount of money to tow your truck somewhere but uh it's definitely way too much money but hey here you go you know what you know there's bigger things going on in the world uh, it sucks it's an annoyance especially when it's early in the morning but uh you know hopefully it can get taken care of but besides that you know um we're a day closer to football i was watching and i see uh you know the rookies some there's uh, you know the rookies are reporting monday in a lot of places okay. so you know, obviously the nfl starts a little bit earlier but you know college is right around the corner and nebraska's kind of on an NFL schedule because they have an early game and you're in week zero. Um, so the excitement is here. You know, it, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I always say it's show and tell time. And it's, uh, you know, all the little cliches and all the little tweeting and, and all the social media stuff is going to be, it should should be um, dying down, especially from a player standpoint, because if you're putting everything you, you can, especially when you're practicing when, without classes, right, Um you know, you don't have time to be on your phone and, 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 and making videos and stuff like that. And, and that's a good – and I don't say it's going to tell you whether it's, you know, wins or losses. Uh, but you can get a good gauge on where, where individuals are uh, from a mentality standpoint. I mean, it's 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 high pressure. Um, it's kind of like a big risk-reward. It's high pressure, but it could be high reward. And to be honest with you, they don't have a ton of pressure on them because – and, and this is the way I would probably try to, like, if I felt like my team was, like, too focused on the pressure, I'm trying to steer them another way. Uh-huh. I don't think there's a lot of pressure on us because we got the talent. We've got the coaching staff. Um, we're gonna we're, we're more than 100, all in, 100%. All I need from you is to give me everything you got every day. And we'll, we'll, we'll win eight, nine, ten games. All you got to do is put in the work. That's really that's, that's really the easy all thing. So we're to. not we're not like oh man you know we need you know we're about two years away from building a roster and mm-hmm. you know and our butts are on the line so so there's not a lot of pressure you know this easy you know it's 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 kind of like I was talking to uh, I don't know a fan and like they're asking about Iowa you know it's a it's easy you know that to beat Iowa you know what you got to do so in the sense of it's easy you don't you're not showing up with Iowa and thinking like they're going to be like 
run and gun and, and mm-hmm. do a whole bunch of spread. Or we're right? going to have to watch out for this guy because he can take you deep and he can do or this just, and he can do this. Or just they're going to come out with a throw it all over the field. Offense. Yeah. You, you, I was going to do what they got to do. Like, you know, exactly. It's that, them and Whiskey, like, you know what they're going to do. They're right. going to run it up the middle a couple times. They ain't changing. They're going to throw some slants. They might throw it deep like once, twice, maybe three times. But right. for the most part. For the look, most part, you know what you get own. with Iowa. The hardest thing is, is beating them. It's actually stopping it. And you know it's going to happen. Them because they're not going to beat themselves. you got to go out there, and they're going to test you physically and mentally, and they go, both go hand in hand. Will you do everything that you're supposed to do within the scheme and then become a football player after you do your job more times than them? Will you make the simple play look spectacular, catch a punt, um, block you know, a gunner on punt return, mm-hmm. um, punt the ball the right direction, um, get a get a crucial third down that isn't gonna make the replays on whatever social media after the game. A crucial third down could be oh it's third and three and and you get the four yards mm-hmm. and then you actually get another first down and you took six minutes off the clock. Say in Nebraska's case, then you put double pressure back to Iowa if you're up by ten or nine points because now they're playing not only against you if your defense is playing well they're playing against the clock. Um, so, you know, those are the things you just got to work on. I think, um, you know, yeah, they, sh- they should be confident. I know that they've been working at it. I think it's they're in a good position um, going into the season. Yeah, you know, they could say you were close last year, but you're definitely going to be underdog, and you're just like, oh, okay, it's Nebraska. It's a lot of talk. But then the schedule sets up for them to be successful. Now, the only way the schedule is going to be an issue is two ways. Is if you if you don't beat, you know, handle your business, you know, um, as far as you know, you know, you know, win loss record, or you know, you have the Mike Riley where you have like nine wins and then you play you know an average team and you end up losing by thirty. But yep. you know what? I'd rather deal with a nine win team that doesn't know how to win a big game versus you know three and nine and we didn't reach our potential. So I think they're set up for success. Um, I think they got you know quietly some good depth. I think they've. Uh, you know, brought in some good young players. Um, I even said it last year. I think the true intrinsic leadership that they've been kind of looking for for three or four years was the young guys, and they were kind of, you know, being good teammates and letting the old guys because they had been there and done that. But I think the young guys, not that there was any strife on the team, but I think they were kind of waiting and relishing stepping up. And so that's how I think they're going to be right where they need to be to uh, not only, um, I guess, surprise people, but I think they're going to, you know, exceed the uh normal negative nancy expectations so i think a lot of people have just been accustomed to going to a movie and knowing how it eventually could possibly end but Mm -hmm. showing up with expectations uh, expectations and um the assumption that it's not going to go well yeah could it be one of these things this season where you know people say it's a culture of losing and and the people that have been there they don't know how to win they they you know they've gone through all of this they haven't won haven't had a winning season or whatever but at the same time you have those guys that have been here for you know 4 3 years right. and sometimes 5 years who have been through all of this you know haven't had a winning season and they're they're tired of the losing Should so be. they've they've switched things up and they know what it takes to well they know they know how it feels to lose that many games in a season, they don't want to feel that again. So they're, you know, they're leaders in a sense of we are not doing this again. They're not, you know, they haven't had that winning feeling and they don't want to experience the losing feeling again. So they're leaders in that sense. Well, they know that 
I'm, I'm, sure, you have I'm, sure, who... I'm sure the coaches have voiced what really hurt them last year. Um, it's probably stuff that they were, you know, being told as a team at times last year. Um, so they embraced it. And then they also know that there was probably, you know, some chinks in the armor and some of the guys that were, you know, playing last year where, you know, some of them felt like maybe, you know, some guys were playing and got comfortable and entitled. And so at the end of the day, you know, knowing how to win is one thing. I mean, I think that's a combination of things. One, coaches, you can throw culture in there, but then also the players got to understand a lot of games are won and lost by things that you can c- control. Penalties, turnovers, how you, you know, how hard you play. Um, you know, you can't be a light switch team where you think you're just going to show up on Saturday and then all of a sudden figure it out. Mm -hmm. So if you take it and embrace it every day as a game and really, really focus in on the little things, then it'll be fine. And and it can't all be on the coaches to galvanize 120 to 40 kids to say focus on the little things. Little things are things that you get from your coach know the things that you're trying to get better at that he's maybe working with you on in group work and in the meetings, mm-hmm. and then taking time out of your precious day and working on it yourself. It, it's got to be important to you. It can't just be important to the coaches because as much as everybody likes to blame the coaches, the, the coaches only can control practice and you can't, you, you know. They control it, things up to a certain up point. Because once they're out there on Saturday, they can't. Hey, Rico, watch for the bang eight. Well, you should know to watch for that. Well, you can't hear me when there's 90,000 people out there. Yeah, that also seems so, like a problem. You know, so a lot of it is on the players, and I think I like their approach. You know, um, as much as you want to kind of like highlight being the best 3-9 and nine team of all time, you want to make sure that you going into the season, you want to low light it as well because that's not a badge of honor that you want. But then also it's something that uh, you need to get past because even if the team was 9-3, and three, right, just say 9-3. and three. Mm-hmm. When you start the season this year, it's a totally different team. You can come back with the same exact team. You see it in the NFL, and this is why when you get the Patriots or teams that went back-to-back Super Bowls, they're really, really special, the Broncos and stuff like that. So it hasn't happened since then. Right, because it's, it, you could come back with the majority of the same team, Tampa Bay, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, returned, they were just a little off. They returned everybody. Yeah, but they were just a little off this year, right? Kansas City, just a little off. Teams get better. You're, you're, you're now the hunted versus the huntee, you know, and so mm-hmm. – there's I mean, a, the, the Jaguars, when they made the AFC Championship, they came back with pretty much the same, same roster. team, thinking you're on the cusp they, of a Super Bowl. I think they had a losing went Five and, like, 11. Yeah. And then it hadn't been the same since. So, you know, it's a new team, and so that's what you also have to understand, that what worked last year might be great, but what needs to work this year is whatever you guys, you know, hone in on. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of work to do. You know, they're, they're going to have to go through it to get, you know, what they say that they want to get to or have happen in the season and it's not going to be easy because as great or as gettable as the schedule looks like all those coaches that we're going to play I'm just talking in Big Ten Mm -hmm. all those players all those athletic departments aren't approaching this season aren't going into spring or didn't go into spring not thinking wanting and the expectation is to get better so you're not playing the same Northwestern team than last year mm. does that mean that nebraska shouldn't be expected to win or be assumed to win yeah they should be they they should be expected to win and i i'm thinking knowing and hoping that 
Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Blue Cross Blue Shield Healthcare Plan of Georgia, Inc. They're going to win, but it's not going to be as easy. Um, no. You know, you're not going to say, you know, well, you can't say Purdue, but, you know, all these teams are going to get better. And so you, so there is no days off. There is no more excuses. Um, it's going to take a tremendous amount of sacrifice because to make the leap that they're wanting to make, I think going from three wins to six wins is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But going from three, three to, to nine, you're gonna you're gonna have to have the mass majority of that team make a tremendous amount of sacrifice, Is individually that one those, and collectively as a whole. It's one of those things that you were, you were talking about earlier, where you just want to have them do the little things, just not not try and do too much when you're out on the field. Just do the things that you're supposed to do, and things should line up in the in the correct you know way you know in a way football, that things man. work you know you know what you need to do do your job and then go play football yeah i mean it's not I, I mean i'm trying to dummy it down as much as possible but then it's a hard thing to do like for a guy i mean i'm telling you it's the hardest thing to do for people to get or for players to understand is you can operate individually mm-hmm. like when we, if me and you were playing and we're corners or we're linebackers we're rolling up there thinking we want to make every tackle because we worked our butt off for it. Mm-hmm. And we felt like, well, once we put in the work, we're, you know, we feel like you assume and you're entitled to success. But we got to think collectively. We have, we, can, we have to be able to get to the same end with the team and the defense first, offense and the, and the offense first or whatever. Mm-hmm. you got to get out of your own way. And I think sometimes a lot of guys felt like um, – you know, I think this is just kids in general, and you see this always down to like teenagers. Like they show up, and they feel like they're entitled to ten points for just putting on a uniform. Yeah, you're entitled to success because you're playing at Nebraska. Well, you, you know, you gotta go out there and earn it. You, you know, you're not just because you commit and you're on scholarship. You're not coming from high school and automatically need to play a big role when you, you know, don't have big role capabilities. If you don't attend class, if you're not a good teammate, all that stuff goes into it. And so, you know, whether it's the quarterback competition. You know, offensive guard, offensive tackle, you know, there's a big thing. Nori's out for the season, so who's going to be able to step up there? That's an opportunity for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a lot of guys that are trying to pigeonhole themselves into a certain spot coming out of high school, whether it's DB, cornerback, receiver, or whatever. You, you know, offensive lineman, you can't think like I'm automatically a tackle. You know, because, you know, it's funny. You'll see a guy that'll be a first, second round offensive tackle, mm-hmm. and he'll get drafted, and like, oh, he's going to be a guard. He'll play ten years in the league as a guard. Yep. So, you might be you might be an offensive tackle in high school. You might have to play guard if you 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 know. I'd always ask like, okay, if you're the third tackle, do you want to watch other guys play, or do you want to be the starting guard or have the possibility to be a rotational starting guard at guard and play? Mm-hmm. Because if you if you ultimately going to end up at tackle, say a year or two later, playing guard will make you a better tackle mm-hmm. because you'll know exactly what to be expected and what the guard needs to do you'll understand what the guy next to you is going right. to do and you'll be a better player so you know all that goes into it um health is going to be a big concern for this team uh, getting healthy or where they're at right now um like any other team but especially do you think they front. have do you think they have enough depth at well every position to where if injuries occur that they'll be you know yeah. okay i think they do in a sense of 
well, at least I can say for the offensive line, right? Um, I know Coach Rail uh, personally, you know, long before he got here. Um, I know he's going to get those guys ready as if he's getting two units ready. So I'd like to say that I know they have capable bodies in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think the offensive line um, could have and should have played better than than they did last year. Um, in short spurts, they did. Not consistent enough. No. Um, that's all fixable on their own because it's all of his fundamentals practice habits. And I think he's came in and changed it. So I feel good about that. Quarterback room, sure, because you just, you know, you got three guys going for the spot. So I, I'm assuming whoever doesn't start, you know, they definitely can play, mm-hmm. you know, football at this level. Running back room, you got a lot of guys. Wide receiver room, it seems like you got 15. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he has nine or ten that he right. feels comfortable throwing in there. Well, then time. there you go. Then that answer. And then the tight end room is a little bare. And essentially, you got that's that's the that, that's, that's the probably biggest the question biggest question mark on the whole, like most glaring. But here's what gives me pause and confidence: Coach Becton. Mm-hmm. Coach Becton is like the equalizer. He's done a damn good job with those tight ends, right? But he's the equalizer. He's the equalizer from development, mm-hmm. coaching standard accountability so when it does when, when if there's a coach like if you know i don't know how much money i got in my pocket but I, 10 bucks i say if there's a coach that can deal with an adverse situation right your your five-star tight end right the i would say the mark bavaro of high school you know midwest high school has been injured both years mm-hmm. to deal with that losing austin allen which ideally you would like him to come back with Volkolek, it would have been actually one of the strongest tight end rooms in the nation um, but that's a coach, Coach Beckton, I think, can do it. One is his experience, two, the way he's been able to recruit, and three, the, the way that he's been able to develop players. So I think Chancellor Brewington, I think, is going to be a big role for him. I talked about in the spillover. I'm going to be really interested and in see if they take the opportunity to really, really exploit defenses with him. Mm-hmm. He's a matchup problem. Size-wise, speed-wise, and he can catch, and, and he's physical. Um, and then what young tight end steps up? You got A.J. Rollins, you got Carney. Um, there's a Meyer where his, I think his brother's an offensive tackle that's actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. He's a tight end. Um, I think he, you know, he might have ended up higher than James Carney, you know, like last year. Um, so the opportunity is there. Mm-hmm. Like, Fedoni is not going to be playing for a while. So there's actually no excuse. You like got a, the true a, freshman a, coming in. Right. Yeah, which is essentially he's probably going to eat himself to the tackle. He's a big old boy from Minnesota. He is a big boy. But at the end of the day, there's opportunity there. Well, so why aren't you – you know, don't tell me that you – this is it. Yeah. This is it. I don't want to hear about Fedoni. He's going to be starting next year. I worry about right now. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because if you do your job right now, any other conversation is over. But here's the problem. You know, not the problem, but this is what – and this is a little bit different. It would be hard to have this conversation with, a, say, a, a James Carney last year when you got Austin Allen – um, Volkolek, Chancellor Brewington, and Fedoni. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when those injuries started to happen, remember Volkolek was out for a while, Austin Allen was banged up, Fedoni obviously got hurt. Yep. Um, it was your time to step up, dude. This is it. This is it. They, yep. they, they're they showing you they're still recruiting tight ends. But this is your opportunity right here. Get in your playbook. Hopefully you're in the weight room. Get bigger, faster, stronger, which will improve your mentality and – Take a hold of a position. Everybody always, I think, sometimes, and this is like their, this is the young athletes, parents kind of um, mindset is power five or bust, or 
the only position that I want is is if I'm starting. So essentially, you want to go from practice squad barely playing. Yeah, you dressed up every week to starting. And there's guys that have played before you. Well, why don't you carve out a position of being the number two tight end? That's how you you know guys don't go from zero to number. You know you don't go from not playing a number one tight end rarely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that doesn't happen. And so you got to have a little bit of. Uh, humbleness and stuff like that so you know look at aj rollins i think had a good spring mm-hmm. obviously he needs to get bigger but tremendous athlete um i've seen him play basketball um when he was in high school he was, he was, he was pretty good um and he you know and then you got james carney a tremendous athlete i think that you know his opportunity is there like i said chancellor brewington is like a like a asterisk to me you know i know they talked about brody belt the swiss army Knights. same thing with him mm-hmm. when you have a guy that's like a tweener kind of like a shannon sharp that's physical Right, and the few times he's got to be able to catch the ball, he can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, he has experience of playing a wide receiver at was it at Northern Arizona. Yes. Um, he's a matchup problem. I'm just looking at just a, a guy like that that would be a matchup for one guy. Mm-hmm. Usually, if you get a a tweener, I'm not worried about him from a physical standpoint. No, he's but, more than physical. Right. So now you got the physical standpoint. So when he if he explodes off in the line of scrimmage, I don't know whether he's coming to like I call it stock block me mm-hmm. or he's going. Well, if I get one bad read, footstep, he gets to step on it's me, over. it's over. There you go. It's a good way to kind of and then it gives you personnel flexibility too. Yeah, it looks like 12 personnel, but it could be 11. It could be actually 13 if you have two really tight two bigger tight ends mm-hmm. in and then where he's at. It gives you a lot of flexibility then which can open up your running running game in your intermediate passing game. Um, so, like I said, man, I mean, time's ticking. A, a simple simple new schedule, uh, so 11 days. I mean, there's no tournament. It's 43 days till in uh, Ireland. Yeah, essentially you got 32 days to get before you – it's the biggest game in program history. You better be ready. Playing over in Ireland, which if it's anything like this British Open, it's going to be cold over there. Them boys over there in the summertime, it's Cold August. Uh, it was 95 degrees yesterday in, yesterday in Nebraska. They were in full-fledged winter golf gear. So in 30 days, I'm assuming over in Ireland, which is northern, right, higher. I believe so. They're probably going to be cold or at least going to be brisk. Brisk, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Might might be windy. Maybe maybe all those run the ball people hey, will man, get their wish. There would be nothing better than walking off that field with your uniform just completely dirty. Is it a grass field? I don't know. I ain't never been over there. I'm assuming Ireland, that's all there is is grass. They can have turf. I mean, it's a, well, that would just be against – because it's a soccer stadium. Yeah. Yeah, that would be against yeah, – no, it's definitely it's no definitely way. Not. It's grass. You shouldn't even – Rico, you lost credibility right, right. there. It, I it, did. It, it, I did. A, that's a, on me. That's on in me. In a professional soccer stadium, you're fake right. grass, you wouldn't even – you would have five people in the stands. Yeah, you're right. That's on me. Yeah. And those in a, would, in and a professional would, European soccer stadium, no there's no way it's turf. No way. You, they, It'd be tur- – it, there's, there's turf stadiums here for, right. for soccer, but not over there. Yeah. That's and, on me. And let me tell you something. Other teams wouldn't even play them. Like, no. You're like, no. And yeah. so, I think they'll be fine. I think it's, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's an odd game to play. But I think actually for them, Nebraska, um, being away, you mm-hmm. know, for, and you have no choice but to kind of lock in. Mm-hmm. You don't, you, there is no distractions. There's not going to be a lot of family at the game. You know, yeah. for, you, know, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think this actually sets up well for a team that, you know, needs to where, – where the coaches would want you to – would tell you this first game a lot of times, in my opinion, is the hardest because mm-hmm. 
you don't know what to expect and you haven't played a game yet. Yeah, you're not going to have all your friends to go out. You're not going to have your significant, well, you're not gonna be on your your f- significant others. Like you're, It's just going to be you're there for football. Yeah. That, that's all it is. So we'll see how that goes. What is it, 40, 43 days, 11 days until camp opens up? Yeah. So we'll see what's, what's going on with Nebraska in about 11 days. Uh, up next, though, hit you with a little what's up. Up next on Old School.